I heard joke once. Man goes to doctor, says he's depressed. Life seems harsh and cruel. Says he feels all alone in threatening world. Doctor says treatment is simple. The great clown Pagliacci is in town. Go see him. That should pick you up. Man bursts into tears. But doctor, he says, I am Pagliacci. Good joke. Everybody laugh. Roll on snare drum. Curtains. The following podcast may contain coarse of vulgar language that may offend some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard the Sofa Sound Part 1. Now, Part 2. You mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. We have to go back. Try to... I'm in my element. When you have talented young men making music, it's something. But when they're all from the one family, well, it's worth hearing. And what's more, they're brothers as well. Ladies and gentlemen, what, what, welcome. Welcome to the Lost Dial. Welcome to the Lost Dial. Lost Dial. Lost Dial. Lost Dial. Masterfully united, D. Sterling Watson and Michael James Dupal reveal to all of Terry Fenner the Lost Dial. Welcome to the Lost Dial. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I was going to go with Good Morning Vietnam, um, or just Good Morning Internet. Just good morning, everyone. But here's the Lost Isle today, and I am joined by the lovely ladies of Catnaps and Cognac, uh, Ariel, Cherie, and I almost said Lucky Stars, but um, Didi. <laughs> That's me, Didi. <laughs> Hi. Hey, everybody. And how are you both doing today? Pretty good. Yeah, I can't complain. I'm doing pretty well. That's great. That's great. How about yourself? I have been exuberant. Exuberant. Yeah. Wow. Thought I'd, I'd throw that. Uh, it's a. It's either a ten dollar or fifteen dollar word. <laughs> what? What? How do you um, get the value of a word? Um. You know what? There's probably an app for that, or at least um. <laughs> you know, some website to to rate how big of a word is. I guess maybe how often you use it. I'm sure. Which, by the way, that reminds me, I did go and check my um, and I'm I'll probably make a lot of references to your podcast, Catnaps okay. and Cognac, which is available on iTunes and um, is it Stitcher or Spreaker? Spreaker. Spreaker. Right. Thanks for the plug. Yeah, you know, I got to <laughs> um, because uh, a lot of the things you guys talk about, I end up going and checking. And I mentioned that because on Twitter, I went to go check my um level, my my reading level. Uh, uh-huh. I think I'm a sixth grader. Oh, yeah, I'll check you out. Check so. you yeah. out. I, I do what I can. Um, <laughs> but as we normally do in Lost Style fashion, and um, shout out to Mike, who is uh, currently frozen again. Um, he slipped in some ice. I know it's summertime, but he went out um, hiking in the Himalayas. He sent me some some text, and uh, he's still stuck in the block of ice. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I... I was writing letters, trying to get the government involved to try to help him. 
um, but they're busy right now with Iraq and, and just it's a mess out there. Oh, my gosh. As you for have a great, inter- great internet um, and service provider to be able to text you from the Himalayas. I know. I mean, once he got that, that iPhone, because he was so reluctant to get it, but he finally got it. And now he, he can't live without it. I told him you know, how great it is, but uh, some people never learn. <laughs> but uh, as in Lost Owl fashion, we tend to, um, you know, talk about current events. And the most recent event is a loss of a great, wonderful entertainer. Um, so I just want to, you know, take a few moments just to reflect on on that before we move on. Yeah. Uh, and I would just say, I don't know if you guys have watched it. I know we're going to get into it later, but um, The Crazy Ones was probably one of like one of last year's greatest shows. Uh Thanks to Robin Williams and, I mean, just the whole cast itself. But um, I grew up watching him all my life, pretty much since Aladdin, maybe even Hook. But, yeah, I've been a fan for life for him, of his. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy that this happened. Um, It's very unfortunate. Like, he's definitely been a part of all of our childhoods, like Mrs. Doubtfire Mm. and, um, like you said, Aladdin and Jumanji and... I never saw Dead Poet Society, but apparently that was like, you know, one of the big, big ones that he... It's like a high school staple for some people. Yeah. I've never seen it either. Yeah, I've never seen that one either. I guess that's something that we should have like a movie night for. We should. You know, I would be here for a Robin Williams movie night. Yeah, definitely. We should plan but that. Goodwill Hunting was also good. Yeah. Um, I've also never seen... Um, what's that one either? Good Morning Vietnam. Nope, I haven't seen that one either. Neither have I that one but uh i would be willing to have a uh, a robin williams movie night but it's just really sad it's just weird it um, is because it's unexpected too it's like yeah well, unexpected yeah so it's sad but um i i do like to celebrate more than mourn so definitely. that's right. it's that's something that i really like to do and um and he's definitely someone to be celebrated because he's a great talent all the all around yeah. yeah. Apparently a great person from all the people saying wonderful things about him. Yeah. Yeah, and I want people to say that about me. Um, I'll say seventy to eighty years from now. So <laughs> Right. Unless, you know, a final destination event kind of happens to me. Oh. Or Donnie <laughs> Darko. Not that. No? Okay, yeah, because I hate that movie. Or those movies. Instead, I um have um been quite interested in a new show which i think i might have recommended to you guys but i don't know if you checked it out yet um the strain on fx no no honestly i haven't even heard of it i mm. haven't watched it yet but i did see you tweet us tweet us about it right. i haven't watched it yet but it's on my list of things to watch i definitely so. say recommend or definitely recommend it uh to you guys and just to um lost style listeners anybody listening um it's a really well done show where it's uh it's let me just back up. It's uh, Guillermo del, Tom- del Toro, uh, famous for Pan's Labyrinth and um, uh, Pacific Rim and a slew of other things. Um, but it's a different take on vampires. Uh, in fact, it's actually a book he wrote, or could be a graphic novel as well. But he decided to take it into a TV show. It's vampires, but not the glittery, shiny kind, which is great. Um, also not the romantic kind, which, you know, just kind of seduces you and then, you know, sucks on your neck. No. Right. Uh, this is, uh, the vampire as if it were a, uh, virus. 
kind of thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, and kind of um, in an almost weird kind of way, it almost takes on the role as a zombie as well, but it's a parasite that kind of lives in your body and then just wants to spread everywhere. Gross. Yeah. It's, it's gross, it's creepy, but it's also really well done and just, it's pretty much event TV for me. Where I was like, oh, Sunday night, 10 o'clock, I got somewhere I got to go. So It has Regina King, right? Yes. She's, oh, wow. And let's see, it's been three, four, maybe five episodes. Uh, she's still around, so that's a good sign. <laughs> um, right now. Yeah, right now. And in fact, the last episode, she does an amazing feat of um, being a, a woman that can, walk or, can run away um, in heels. So... <laughs> good job for her i mean like these are really tall tall heels so oh good because i figured that she was like the chunky heel type yeah she she uh she did she did good she did good <laughs> i'm saying she did good she's still alive so she she's it's a show to watch um especially the episode before that and the episode is titled um gone smooth i believe and you won't find out really what that means until the very end of the episode and it's it's jaw-dropping so uh, when you guys ever, if you guys ever do get around to seeing that, please keep me informed. Um, I'm also watching The Leftovers on HBO. You know, I watched the first episode and I wasn't able to continue on. I feel you with that. I I really wanted to get into it. Uh, that's what he said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm happy already. But you know what? We're, I'm I'm good. This this I'm I'm out of words. Is but, that good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it didn't even make it like 10 minutes in the show and you already just sealed it. Nice. <laughs> but um, I think I saw a little bit and I didn't quite finish watching it. And then I saw everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people say how much they didn't like the show and it really turned me off. Like, I'm a sucker for reviews. Mm. And um, I think I saw one person say, like, if you like a show that explains nothing and doesn't progress, then The Leftovers is for you. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I don't know if I'm going to do it. <laughs> don't think so. Yeah, I I was a little um, basically I was just curious, but I, I think I've watched enough episodes now where I'm along for the ride. And it depends on how the season ends, if I'm going to continue watching it. So I'm not fully recommending it, but. I think maybe I'm just trying to find other people that watch it, so I have somebody to so you say. have somebody to talk to about yeah, it. Basically, yeah, because I mean that that's what's going on with some of these shows. Like nobody else is watching this show with me. I, I need people. So yeah, I really did try, but it was just like that first episode. I was like, okay, you know what? And and the thing was, I I had already been watching so many shows that are like this, that mm-hmm. are like people are disappearing and blah blah blah. It was kind of exactly. like it was really redundant because I watched La Revna on on netflix and then i watched um resurrection mm-hmm. on abc and i didn't even get to finish that because i was like okay this is exactly Larevna and i'm i'm annoyed so i don't want to watch this anymore <laughs> i mean with the leftovers it's a little different because people are taken away and they don't know where everybody went right so that was the twist on it but it was just really that first episode was just uh really grueling for me to watch so i was just like mm, i don't know if i want to watch it. and then not that i'm a sucker for reviews but i did see a lot of reviews like you know three or four weeks in and they're just like what's going on on this show like what the hell and still nothing was being answered and i was like okay you know what you're done uh, yeah i'm done i don't think this is for me 
I have to wait for somebody to say, you know what? No, you got to watch this show because it's really good. And even you are watching it and you can't say that. Yeah, I can't. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to sell you on it and I really can't because I can't. I can barely sell it myself on it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'll, put it, I'll put it this way where because um, the strain and the leftovers come at the same time. So every Sunday night I choose the strain because it's there's so much more going on on that show. So I DVR the leftovers and then <laughs> let's say for Sunday night, I still haven't watched that episode yet. Oh, I, see. I don't have that growing need like, oh, I got to go see it. I so gotta watch it. yeah, it's it's more of a binge show. So mm. I mean, if you're going to watch it, I would say you have to watch maybe like three episodes. I mean, the last few episodes I watched, they were actually pretty interesting because they all had a common theme of every character. Um, the characters that are left over, there's something that they lose and then it kind of drives them a little nuts. So, you know, uh, Ari and I had this conversation about the show. I was actually quite surprised that it even is on HBO. This seems like more of an FX type show. Yeah. To me, I don't it doesn't feel very HBO ish. I don't know. It doesn't look very HBO-ish either. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, yeah. A, it's a weird show, though. It's just, it's got a weird, different vibe to it. And It's uh, really, yeah. You know what? HBO should just stick to the themes and, you know, like Game of Thrones type, um, True Blood type shows where they're like off of a book and there's like a story that you have to, you know, stay, you know, you have to read up on and things mm -hmm. like that. They need to stick to those. Well, this is based on a book. Is it really? Yeah. How many yeah, books? by um by this guy named Tom Perotta. Oh, yes, we did talk about that. But how many books are there? It's just one. Yeah, I that was one. one. See, that's weird to me. Like it's just one book that it's based off of. I guess something that um because I read a couple books by him and those books were pretty awesome, and um one of them actually got turned into a movie that I thought was really good, Little Children. So I I thought it was gonna be like I thought it was gonna be good. But I, but I never heard of The Leftovers until I saw the trailer for the show. And um, when I looked and I saw that it was a book, I saw, I want to say on Amazon, that it got like a rating of three stars. And like, I'm like, eh. It was like kind of like slowly backing away from the computer. Like, I don't know. I'll see, uh, <laughs> see those, those stars just keep coming back. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and don't forget to check out uh, episode one of Catnaps and Cognac. <laughs> understand what we're talking about with the stars and being sticky <laughs> with. But um, if it's just one book, I, I feel like HBO should have made this a movie and not a series. Maybe um, I meant to. Uh, it's it so boring now. Yeah. <laughs> what I tried to do was, um, and I never finished, was look up the show like on Wikipedia because I'm. Uh, I do that every once in a while or not the show, but the book and the book is actually the synopsis is pretty long. So I'm like, eh, I don't know, but I never finished reading it. So I don't know exactly where the book ends in order to know where the show is going. Yeah. So the same thing is happening with um, under the dome on CBS where that's based on one book. And now they're in season two and they're already going off on their own different like tangent. So they're not even like really sticking to the book anymore. To the book. Yeah. yeah. How do you make a whole show series off of one book? I don't know. I I'm no, I know they've done it before, but I can't think of any examples. Um, I want to <laughs> say Dexter, but Dexter is actually a series as well. But Yeah, Dexter's a series. That's the thing. Yeah. But they actually started going off after, I think, like book two or three, and they went off and did their own thing. And uh, let's not talk about the last season. So we're just going to. Yeah. <laughs> Was the last season bad? Um, 
I would say the last season started going bad, and then the very last episode is just like a slap in the face to the fans. Oh, dear. Yeah. I mean, the whole series. I mean, it's a series I, I absolutely really like, which is weird because it's about a serial killer. And yeah, I don't know. It's just... it. it no, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people who watch the show, because I didn't watch Dexter, was just a little bit too bloody and gushy for me. But a lot of people who watch the show told me that, or it said that the last episode, they were just so upset mm. by how they ended the series. Yep, I was one of those people. Mm. And, I mean, this couldn't go on the record because Mike likes to say I never say anything bad about anything, but that last episode was horrible. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Horrible? Horrible. Hey. Despicable. Oh. Oh, wow. Jeez. Jeez. Were you a a How I Met Your Mother fan? Yes. Did you feel the same way about that one, too? No. I I was up for anything. I was like, okay, we'll see where this is going. And I guess by once I realized that, spoiler alert, the mother was, you know, going to die, I figured, I was like, well, I guess it has to be Robin then. And that's the only logical thing that would make sense of who he's talking to or why he's talking to his kids so i thought it was kind of sweet or whatever I'm like eh, you know i was let's say i gave it a b plus oh that's, well i didn't watch the show either i feel like everybody i feel like everybody who watched how i met your mother watched dexter as well two shows that i didn't watch <laughs> <laughs> everybody who watched those two shows they, i mean watched one watched the other hmm and I didn't, I couldn't watch either we, one of we them. We need to find the connection between Dexter and How I Met Your Mother. I already have it. There has to be, there has to be a connection. You it's, said you already have it? Yep. What is Dexter, it? Dexter killed the mom? Oh, no. <laughs> that's good. That's, that's, that's actually, um, yes. Yeah, that's so some awesome fan fiction. Yes. <laughs> you what you win again. How many points? Okay, you got like, what, 200 points now? Well, uh, uh-oh, <laughs> points for nothing? Points for nothing. Can she cash in these points? Yes, because um, on, the, on the prize table, you can actually buy the table. It's like, a, <laughs> it's oak. Um, there's like carvings in it. Um, we had some celebrities sign it. Chris Hardwick signed it uh, oh last week. So. <laughs> so what is the connection? The connection is they're both owned by CBS. So it's not as awesome as uh, what Ariel okay, said. I was, th- I was thinking that. Yeah, they're both CBS shows. So maybe whoever at CBS thinks like you people who like... Um, um, Dexter and How I Met Your Mother. There is one other connection, though. What is it? Uh, John Lithgow or Lithgow. Okay. Um, he is a serial killer in season three, but he also plays Barney Stinson's father. Oh, wow. And he also killed the mom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give you any more points. You already won the, that round. I know what you're doing. <laughs> This is great. <laughs> we never love fan enough. fiction if you guys didn't know. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, gosh. yes. One of, my, one of our favorite activities, our favorite pastime. Yes, is fan fiction. And we do it with everything. There could be two ants walking on, on the sidewalk and we'd make fan fiction for those two ants. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you give me episode three of, of uh, Days of the Ant? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the ant just came back home from a hard day at work. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> That's and, all I got so far. <laughs> <laughs> and he came home. <laughs> he came home and his wife aunt was talking to the queen bee. And little did he know, or little did the wife know that the man aunt was having an affair with the queen bee. Oh, snap. 
So, so this is just inter interspecies relationships now. <laughs> she found out that she found out they were having a fear because she found a text message in uh I don't know on the wall. I don't know because mm. <laughs> <laughs> because ants don't have phones. Their <laughs> antenna were. Oh, I know what happened. I know what happened. <laughs> she, you know how they feel each other's antennas when they're talking. She and found so pollen on the antenna. That's what exactly. happened. Exactly. Oh, snack. Oh, that's how it goes. That yeah. is good, Sterling. That's the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, getting wrapped up in this world. Um, Don't join us in fan fiction. <laughs> I might, I might have to uh, borrow you guys for uh, writers for uh, the show. Oh, I, I wasn't so sure I was going to talk about it on here, but I will say it since it's it's still an update of what I've been up to. And uh, one of the things was uh, creating a TV show, which I might want to try to sell to HBO one day, maybe. Okay. Um, I did tell Ariel about it because it just happened to be at the time of what I was doing. And um, basically, the show is called Civil. And it takes place in, I would say, maybe the late 60s, uh, the civil rights area, maybe in the New York area, um, starring a family of African-Americans that are pretty much struggling within the civil rights and I have a Dreamcast. Um, I pretty much put together a whole um, intro to the show because what I like about HBO and uh, I was going to say FX, but the Strains title sequence is very short. But I like title sequences and sometimes the longer the better because it's just, you really, it really gets you into ready to watch this show. Sure. Um, I like um, True Blood's title sequence. Me too. Um, in fact, sometimes after the leftovers, like not even after the leftovers, about the leftovers is um john oliver's show comes on i switched after the strain is over i changed right to john oliver's show because he's hilarious and then i watched the beginning of uh true blood just until the title sequence and then i go to bed <laughs> but um being inspired by title sequences i decided to just create uh what i would think a civil rights era kind of tv show that might live on amc or hbo would look like um and then since I had made it and showed it around to people, they're like, well, what is the show about? It's like, well, I do have this idea. So I'm in the process of writing a script for this show or I guess a pilot or a spec. Um, and then from there, I'll try to, you know, see what I can do with it and see if I can get people interested or some really big names interested and see where it goes. Well, we are more than happy to help. Well, thank you yep. so much. Because we love writing. We love we love writing fiction, especially fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> well, be sure if any of the characters come home with pollen, I'll know who to call. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. So doing due to uh, Dee you said that you are watching a lot of shows. What are you watching? What am I watching? Well, actually, you know what? I went back and watched... Um, this is an old show, and I talked about it on our show. I went back and started watching Daria. Um, I'm also just getting into um, Masters Masters of Sex. Well, I finished the first season, and now the new season is back. Um, uh, uh, you know, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of sex, and it's a, really, thing, yeah, it is. I mean, considering that the name of the show is Masters of Sex, but um, this is based on a true story. Okay. If you guys didn't know. Yeah. yeah, I heard. Yeah. So like basically, if you guys haven't watched the show yet, it was a doctor, you know, who um, who was a fertility doctor. And then he starts doing like, you know, 
sex tests with people and if this person would get aroused doing this and da 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 da. Um, but then, you know, he found that people were like using actual humans for these, you know, sex tests. People were starting to build relationships. You know, they wanted to know who each other was. They wanted to continue having sex with this person because it was so good and things like that. And so then he eliminated that and then started having sex with his um, with his assistant. And then it turned into, even though he was married, and then it started to turn into something more than that, the same thing that he was trying to avoid with his subjects, he started to experience and started to get, started to have feelings for his um, assistant. Mm -hmm. Um, So now the new season is back. I haven't watched, I haven't watched um, the episodes yet because I just finished the season finale. So I'm watching that. What else am I watching? Well, before you jump into that, um, it, I didn't know it was based on a true story only because it sounded so much like uh, uh, Kinsey. I remember that movie and that being based on that, uh, uh, sex doctor, I guess, way back when it yeah. looks like in the same time that this yeah. is taking place. And and then in real life, I mean, if it's real life, so I'm not spoiling it for anybody, but he does actually end up leaving his wife for the assistant. Oh, and, man. Yeah. I'm kidding. Sorry. I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> so he ended up leaving his wife for his assistant, and then um, they were married for 20 years and then they got divorced. So they were like hella old when they got divorced. They were like 70 or some shit like that. Mm. And that's when they got divorced. Sorry for the curse word. Please nah. out. <laughs> I can, I'll go fix it later. If I okay. feel like it. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And I mean, it, it was, it's a lot going on because he's married to this woman. They're trying to have, he, he was, he was having problems conceiving with his own wife and so it's, you know, it's kind of funny um, that this doctor who's helping everybody get pregnant can't perform at home and mm. get his own wife pregnant. So and that's not and and that's not like, you know, the a creative like license that they're taking on. This is what happened in real life as well. So um, that's good. I'm watching Sailor Moon, of course. That's back. And I will admit here that as a youth, I did watch Sailor Moon. I have no shame in that. Good. <laughs> I didn't have any shame of it because Sailor Moon is awesome. Indeed, yes. So and when you were talking about that at that episode, I was like, oh, I remember those characters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Ariel said something the other day, and I really hope that this doesn't happen because I'm going to curse her out, and then I'm going to curse out the Sailor Moon people hmm. because she Uh-oh. said, she said, wouldn't it be funny if they stopped it right at the same spot that they stopped it? <laughs> and I would literally just like flip out of this window. Like I would just lose it if they did that. But, but you said that it went on for more years, though, in um in Japan. No, no. it. Oh, yeah. It went on for more years in Japan. Over here, it didn't. So I'm so hope this was OK for the record. I think I said that before you said it went on for more years in Japan. Yeah, no, it went on for six. It went on for six years. However, I don't know where it ended in Japan, though. That's the thing. Oh right, that was it. My bad. Yeah. I hope that so, doesn't happen. Yes, <laughs> I don't know where. I don't know where it ended in Japan. It was on for six years in Japan, and they used to watch it on the first and third Saturdays. But that's the re- six years before it got to the U.S., and that's the reason why we were able to watch episodes every single day mm. because. I, I looked at it and and they said that Sailor Moon was only on for a year in the States. And I was like, how is it that it was only on for a year? And I know I used to watch Sailor Moon every single day. But that was because they had all those episodes in Japan running for six years before it even got over here. 
So did we get all of this? The thing, I don't know if we got all six, all six years. I don't know. That's the thing. So now it's basically like starting all over, which is good because I don't remember how, you know, Sailor Venus, Sailor Mars, how they all came together. I don't remember how that all happened. So it's good. You're getting to find out, you know, everybody's backstory and things like that. It's like a reboot. Yeah, it's a reboot, definitely. Hmm. And also, you know, I, I was speaking to a friend of mine, and you guys, if you guys have listened to our podcast, Rad Seed, um, and she was saying how, like, um, in the Japan one, there's a lot of more, there's a lot more lesbian undertones and things like that, and you definitely see it on this reboot hmm. because Sailor Moon is in love with Sailor Mars. She's like, oh my God, she's so pretty. I have to follow her. I need to follow her everywhere she goes because she's so beautiful. And I was like, oh, okay. This is what they were talking about. Um, I mean, I don't think they're going to have any lesbian encounters or anything like that, but it's de- she's definitely like has a, a girl crush on Sailor Mars for sure. They'd probably have to put that on Adult Swim if they... Uh... <laughs> right, right. And in Japan, they had like all these different versions. They had like a live action version. They had all these different Sailor Moon crystal, blah, blah, blah. All the, There was like seven different installments of Sailor Moon. It was something, it's something really big over there. So, it is, because yeah. I've seen pictures and I was, I mean, I think that's when it really hit me that like, wait a second, this is a Japanese show because everybody dressing up as, you know, all these sailor characters are all Japanese. And on the <laughs> show, there's like the main character is a blonde with these giant pigtails. Right. So, and big old blue eyes. Like, come right. on. So, she is not Japanese. <laughs> yeah, that's what always confused me. Um, but I mean, that's when I was I was a kid, so I didn't quite understand I mean, it's still, I mean, Japanese culture is still, it's something I really want to experience. Like, I hear everybody saying, oh, you got to visit Tokyo, which, you know, I would do one day. But it's it's still, it blows my mind, the things that they come up with over there. Yeah, I think I would be, I would feel exhausted visiting Tokyo. Even though I think it's probably super cool, it just looks so crowded and busy and mm. even more so than New York. Yeah, it oh does. my God. And I'm tired of New York already. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> 42nd Street, Times Square is awful. It's an awful place to be, to me. It's, there's so many people. There's all these guys out there with their, you know, their cardboard things telling you to come and get on the bus or here's a comedy show here, bright lights. It's just like, oh, my God, please, everybody, just leave me alone. Everybody just disappear so I can just walk down the, the sidewalk. I must be oblivious to this because I just kind of walk and I'm just like looking at all the lights. So I'm not even paying attention to the people. Oh, my gosh, it's it's obnoxious. The people are bumping into you. Tourists are stopping to take pictures of an ad that's lit up. And it's just like, oh, my God, I just I just want to get down the block. <laughs> Just right. get to the pizza place. Please just move. I'm so hungry. Get to the subway. Yes. Just get out of the way. I want to go home. Ugh. Yeah. Once you're when you're a tourist, <laughs> it's fun. It's a lot of fun when you're a tourist. Like, oh my God, look at all these lights, blah, blah, blah. But when you live here and you're trying to get home, it's a nuisance. So you never wander around the city as a tourist? Oh no. Now, even though I'm I'm a transplant, no, I definitely do not. Once you've seen, I think, I feel like once you've seen Times Square, you've seen it. Mm. That's unless true, I guess. Unless there's something new going on, like they put something up, like when they were doing like when, you know, Super Bowl was here and stuff like that. And they had like the little things and, you know, activities. That's cool. I would probably, I would go to 42nd Street for that, but, or Times Square for that. But other than that, if there isn't anything special going on there, no, I've seen, once you've seen it, you've seen it. I, I guess. I, I guess because you live there, but me yeah. not living there, I, um, I don't make it a priority to stop there anymore. 
because uh, I don't even stop. I just kind of walk because my whole thing when I'm in the city, I try the best I can not to look like a tourist. <laughs> and what usually ha- ends up happening is other tourists ask me where things are because apparently I do such a good job at looking <laughs> not like a tourist. I'm like, I don't live here. I'm sorry. I, you I, don't, to... I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, I, I... can't help you. <laughs> what are you watching, Ari? Um, I'm trying. Well, I've been binging on Suits. So hopefully by when the fifth season happens, because I understand that the fourth season, fourth season finale is coming up soon. So hopefully by the time that season five premieres, I'll be all caught up. Like I'm officially on season four now. Awesome. I thought they were going to be doing like one of those um, mid-season finale things. So by the time I guess the the next premiere rolls, I would have been caught up. But I guess they did that already, and I missed it. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think that's pretty much what I what I've been watching. I, I just finished Power. Oh yeah, that's true. I did that too. I watched Power. Yeah. Now okay. Power kind of snuck up on me. Um. So I, I literally, I'll just put it this way. I don't know anything about it, but I've seen some people tweeting about it and. Can you kind of break that down, what that's about? Um, Power pretty much is just uh, a show about a drug dealer named Ghost. He's trying to get out the drug game, but he also owns um, a club. And uh, one of his old, I guess his old high school sweetheart comes into town. And I, I guess without spoiling too much, but spoiler alert, um, they get together and he's married, which is... Oh not, man, I'm not really spoiling too much of it at all. Um, but it turns out that she is a DEA agent who's looking for him but doesn't know. Mm. Dun dun dun. Yes, he, he actually yeah. doesn't, and he doesn't even know what he knows that she practices law, but doesn't know what kind of law she practices. You're right. So it's she's just she's in, in law enforcement. Oh. Yeah, she's in law enforcement. Um, no, I, I, so then she must have lied to him and told him that she was a lawyer because she definitely, I know she definitely told him that he, he was, she was a lawyer. And so that's what I thought she was. I thought she was some kind of, you know, drug lawyer. I don't know, honey, but <laughs> he, he definitely thinks that she's a lawyer because he said that he was going to use her for something when he got into some kind of issue. And he was like, I know who to call. Um, and so it's it's very interesting watching the whole, you know, dynamic of the two and they're both getting phone calls at the same time about the same thing, but they don't even know that they're getting these phone calls. So um, it's very interesting. Um, it's very re- well written. And I, I I don't like any of the characters, though. That's my only thing with the yes, show. Yes, hmm. me neither. I don't like They suck. Yeah, I don't like... It's not that the acting sucks. It's just no. that I do not like the characters. They're not no. likable characters? Yeah, they're not likable. No. Not one. There's not one character maybe, that's maybe likable. The kid, maybe the kids are likable. The kids. The kids even get on my nerves. But... Hmm. <laughs> wow. The daughter, nope. she eating snake... I mean, sharks and choking on them. And then the other one wants to be a singer. And I'm not really a fan of her singing. I don't know. The kids <laughs> got on my nerves. Everybody just got on my nerves. Her mama got on my nerves. The wife got on my nerves. Everybody's just dumb. They're all just really dumb. <laughs> but it's a well-written show. And... It is very well-written, though. <laughs> but it's like, really Phil. But the thing is, it's like, you know, if these people were your friends and you were looking on the outside, like, why are you so dumb? Like, what is wrong with you? Why are you doing this? This is dumb. This is dumb what you're doing. You're not making good decisions right now. You're being dumb. And all of them do that. 
all of them are making really dumb decisions. <laughs> wow. Funny enough is I did not think that um, I was going to like this show because I thought 50 was going to be in it more, and he's in it a little bit. And I probably think that out of all the characters I like, I guess I'll just say I like his the best or I don't hate his the least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would have to agree with that. Mm. He, his character, but, 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 but he, he hasn't been in it. Yeah, he had a he had a minimal role, so <laughs> wow. So that's the reason why that we're like, okay, you know, fifty will take, but uh, everybody else they can just everybody else, you know, uh, we can't care less. Like, we'll put them in the category of uh, the Dexter finale. So <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we're we're gonna actually take a quick break. Okay, we're gonna throw in a um a commercial, probably an ad for your show, and uh, we're gonna be back and talk about more TV stuff. All right. So mm-hmm. even though it's the podcast. Don't turn it off because I know some people do that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Lost Pile. If you like our podcast, please rate us and comment on iTunes and Podbean.com. Also, check out our friends Aaron, Andy, and Amacy at the Porchcast, and Didi and Ariel at Catnaps and Cognac. Both can be found on iTunes and Podbean. And now, back to the show. And welcome back. We are back on The Lost Isle. I'm with Ariel Cherie and Didi. Hey, guys. Woo-hoo. Welcome back. That was a great break. I mean, I went and had like three ice cream sandwiches. What did you guys do? Um, I had a cocktail. Mm. I oh. stroked my imaginary beard. Stroke your imaginary <laughs> beard. Uh-huh. Let's talk about the beard for a second. Now, um, how would you say two inches, three inches? Um, I'll say it's, it's, a, it's three inches and I have a handlebar mustache. Ooh, nice. nice. Oh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm joking the imaginary beard and then I'm curling the, the handlebar oh mustache. At the same time. Nice. The fact yes. that you even made that voice to make it sound like you were really struggling <laughs> makes me sick. <laughs> now, cause I was going to ask Dee what she was drinking, but I mean the beard, I have to, you know, because... <gasps> We do have fans that, you know, they have beards and they're they're proud of their beards and, you know, they they want to, you know, beards. So um, there's a whole documentary on it. I saw it on Netflix. I Me believe too. it. I believe it. I haven't I've kind of haven't been on Netflix in a little while. I mean, I will soon, but I'm you know, trying to catch up with TV and everything. Uh, but wow. OK. Um, it's a serious business. It is. They, um I don't have words for Netflix because it's just, I mean, I'm still stuck on the beard right now because um, I was going to say maybe you have a Kung Fu beard, but you already described it's it's three inches long. You got the, the handlebar mustache going on. Um, She's curling it. I guess I should say Pixar didn't happen, but I'll let it go. <laughs> um, 2014 fall season is coming up uh, in a couple weeks with new television shows. Um, and... Hold on just a second. I'm sorry. Okay. My roommate's coming. Ah, that's your warning sign. Yes. And who's barking? That's that's Dreamy. Ah, Dreamy. Yeah, I'm, I'm babysitting my, or pet-sitting my LS's dog. I see. Dreamy, come here. Come here, sweetie. Okay. Oh, and that's Dakota. Oh, there we go. Okay, Dreamy. I just realized Chief is no longer in the room with me. Oh, where'd he go? I don't know. Oh, um. I was going to take his, uh, he's got jingles on his collar. I was going to take those off so he can yeah. be a ninja at night. Um, but yeah, I don't know where he wandered off to. Come here, Dreamy. Come up. Come on. So I'd ask okay. if you guys did your uh, your homework as you guys do on your show uh, when it's TV time. 
um, even though we've been talking about TV the whole time. Um, but did you guys do your TV homework and watch any trailers for any upcoming shows? Um, I like, I, like I was telling you, just the ABC ones. Mm. I haven't watched any. No, nothing. Uh, okay. No. Uh, what's Maybe I have seen them, and but it wasn't something like I went and sat down purposefully or intentionally to watch. Yeah, because I mean, I can speaking for myself, that's kind of difficult for me to do. Um, the only time I was actually able to do it when it was time to get my hair done, because I, that means I'm sitting down for at least two hours. So. <laughs> like, uh, has that selfie show started yet? It has not. No, none of oh. these shows are starting probably until like mid September. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but some of the trailers I actually did I actually saw it in a movie theater of all places. In a movie theater. Yeah. Um. Uh, AMC theaters or yeah, because that's yeah, Keith's back. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, and I think the dogs are they're done, so we oh, can, okay, we can go back. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I didn't. As I'm, I'm accustomed to doing now, this would probably be the third year I would do it, um, and I'm not ready to make any final decisions yet. But I tend to make predictions on what shows I think would be canceled. Um, yes. I am not quite lit ready yet, but I do have a few snap judgments of which ones I know I would want to watch and which ones I'm pretty sure is not going to make it. Yeah, I think I watched all the ABC ones with Ari. All right, well, we'll start with the ABC those, ones. Was that Blackish and stuff like that, those yeah. shows? Yeah. Okay, yeah, then I watched all of those with Ari. Okay, so we'll, we'll talk about a few of the new ones then. Well, there's only a few of them, actually, because apparently in some of the things I was reading, all the networks have been a little conservative, and they're not, like, gambling on shows they know are going to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, let's see on Sunday night. Well, there's only one, but it's going to be a mid season show called American crime. Um, looks boring. So I'm going to move on. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, I don't want to say it looks boring cause it's got a, an Oscar winner in it, but still that doesn't mean anything for that me. That doesn't mean anything. Right. Who's the Oscar winner? Uh, Timothy Hutton. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've been watching him on the TV show leverage, but since that's ended last year, the year before, uh, I guess, you know, needs work. So leverage is a show. It's like a, uh, Oscars 11, but for TV. Got it. So it's pretty good. Um, let's see on Wednesday night. That's when blackish starts. And I finally watched the trailer for it today. So I, I would say I'm, I'm in for the show and I, I think it would fit within with, uh, the schedule. Cause we got the middle, the Goldbergs, modern family, and then blackish. Yeah. So all family oriented shows. And I think it would do well in there. And it looks funny. Oh, I hate the title of the show. Yeah, I mean, it it's kind of screams that, like, okay, this show is about black people, but um, it's also, I guess, about them trying to uh, find their black heritage, maybe, or African-American heritage. You know, when I was, the first thing that I saw about it, this was before I even saw the trailer, um, Tracy Ellis Ross tweeted about it, and she was like, Here's my new show, Black-ish, because we talk about the ish black people deal with. And I was like, what? I'm not watching that trash. <laughs> oh, wow. So, but then when I watched the trailer, they were like, it wasn't about black-ish. It was about being a little bit black. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it was. Like, yeah, you know, we're, you know, we're kind of black, but, you know, we got money and we're doing well, but we're black a little. That's <laughs> how I felt the trailer was saying it. So it was just really odd that the way that she promoted it on her, on her Twitter and the way that 
it was promoted on the trailer. I yeah. don't know. I don't. I honestly don't think it's gonna do well. I think it looks. I think it looks funny. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch it. Um. I. I don't really care for the name either, but I think that uh, it looks like it's gonna be a good show. I feel like it'll feel. I mean, even though I stopped watching the show, Suburgatory, I feel like it's gonna. F- Wait, did Suburgatory get canceled? It did get canceled. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's gone for a while though before it got canceled. It was yes. Right. I feel like it might fill that same void. I thought the first season of Suburgatory was really good. Um, I like the show. It's just, I just, I don't know. Maybe I ran out of, I didn't have enough time to watch it. So it kind of fell by the wayside. That's but. the thing. There's just so much TV to watch. I keep saying that, but there is just too much TV to watch. And you're right. I completely agree with you. Your eyes, our eyes are just going to fall out of our heads. There's no way to watch everything that's on TV. This is why I, my, one of my dream jobs would be to, um, be a TV critic because then it would be my job to watch TV. I'm like, no, I got to go to work. I got to go watch TV. I got to. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, you know, be. but I feel like, you know, every network should just have a couple, you know, staggered, not complete full, like three hours of just like nature or something like that, where it's just something serene. Like it's not a TV show. It's just ambient noise. I don't know, because there's just so much to watch. How can we... Uh, that's why all these shows are not surviving, because we can't... Like, like look at this. Leftovers in the Strain comes on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you want to be able to dedicate your time to watch both shows, but you got a DVR, which is great. DVR is awesome. But imagine that happening to you to 10 shows. There are 10 shows that you like to watch, and they all come on at the same time. So right. now you can only watch five, and then you got to watch the other five, and then you still... That doesn't mean that... Those are all the shows that you watch. You probably watch 50 shows. And then I got to find time to watch the shows that I recorded. Right. So it's just so much. We just need a break. I love TV. Don't get me wrong. I love TV, but I feel like there's just so... So if a, if a show is doesn't have the ratings or the people to watch it, it's because there's another show on at that same time that exactly. people are watching. So even if you fill the void with another good show, that one's going to go fall by the wayside as well because everybody's still watching that other show. Right. And all of the, and what, exactly what you're saying is what goes into how I determine if a show is going to be canceled or not because I see what else is on, at least right. in the network area, because right. I don't even want to deal with cable because, what, there's like maybe 2,684 cable channels. So right. I, I can't. And each of them has, you know, 10 different exclusive shows to their network. I know, and you have to watch, you know, Real Wise of Old Spice, so I can't, you know, <laughs> I can't deal with it. So it's just too much. Too much. It's too much. Um, how, to, how, to get, how to Get Away with Murder was another one that uh, I know Ariel told me about that she watched and liked. Yeah, I like that one, too. I think it looks great. And um, I think for me, because I'm not like a huge I've I've given up on Scandal. F Scandal. Not here for it anymore. And yeah. Scandal was the only Shonda Rhimes show that I was here for until like the first half of season three of Scandal. But this one looks good. So we'll see how long I will watch How to Get Away with the Murder. <laughs> but yeah, I, that, that one looks up. That one looks really good. And the reason why I like this one and I feel like this one will have longevity is because it's an she she's a she's a teacher with these people trying to figure she's trying to figure out who will be whatever, her apprentice or whatever. So every season there can be a new class. Mm. So this this show this show definitely is gonna have longevity as opposed to Scandal, which I don't watch anymore either, trash F scandal in (laughs) in Ari's words. But like 
there's no longevity to me in this because, okay, like, okay, he can be the president for only four years. And if we are trying to be realistic, because we don't, nobody likes TV that's, that, that doesn't feel realistic. We have to have some kind of sense of reality in it. And we all know that the white president is not going to leave his wife, first of all, second of all, for his black mistress. It's not happening. It's not going to, no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> and if that's how she ends the show, I'm just going to flip, no, I'm not going to flip my TV. I'm just going to flip my computer onto my bed somewhere on a soft surface so it doesn't break. But <laughs> that's what I will do. <laughs> I can't <Like>, ask you. <laughs> If she, ends, if she ends it like that with him leaving his wife, like, come on, bro, that does not, that's not going to happen. And that's the reason why I couldn't watch it anymore is because there was this, like, it's making us root for a homewrecker. And I'm like, I'm not trying to root for no homewrecker. She over there having an affair with the president. This is not okay. I don't like this. This is not good for my morale. I'm not, I'm, I, I don't, I don't like this. And this yeah, torrid I- affair between the two of them, it was just too much. I mean, I wasn't really like a huge fan of the affair, but I just feel like Scandal took a completely different direction than what it was before. Like, where at least, you know, she was working and stuff and working on fixing other people's scandals. And it seemed like that didn't really happen this past season. So it's like, at least I had that to look forward to in addition to her affair. But now it just pretty much just focused on her affair, her crazy ass family. And it was like, all right, um, I'm good. People are in holes and stuff, and right. I, I don't know. So if you're just joining us, we are talking. This is Scandal Talk um, with uh, <laughs> special guests Ariel and Didi. Um, let's see. Uh, I think that's all. Oh, the other ABC show, or at least for the beginning of the season, is um, uh, Cristela, which uh, I guess is a, about a Hispanic, uh, maybe 30-something, I'm guessing, um, living at home with relatives, uh, getting her life together. It's a sitcom. Uh, it's on Friday night, which is Death Night. So, uh, yeah, you, did you guys watch this trailer at all? No, I don't. I don't even know about it. I channel is this one on? This is still ABC. Mm, no, I don't mm. think I saw this one. Yeah, this one's supposed to be coming off on after Last Man Standing, which I'm surprised is still standing. Um, <laughs> But um, I don't I don't see this one making it. Um, this is one of the few that I kind of have chalked up as uh, not succeeding. As I mean, based on the the preview, it just didn't really it. The, the jokes felt forced. Um, it felt like a female. Um, oh my god, I can't remember his name for a, for a second. Uh, George Lopez. Oh. So and basically, I'm not really a big fan of his. I don't really find them that funny, and I don't find that show funny. Or this particular show, based on the preview. Oh, it's supposed to be a comedy? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea who this... I mean, she could be a, a famous... Um, well, not, maybe not that famous, but a well-known uh, comedian. But um, I don't know who she is. And, um, yeah, I'm not... No. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that sums it up. Um, as for other shows that I'm actually looking forward to... I'm just going to jump around, but I'll try to stick to certain days. Um, I do like Mulaney. It has a vibe of, and this is on Fox, Fox on Sunday night at 930. Uh, It has a kind of a Seinfeld kind of feel to it. Um, But John Mulaney is a comedian who got his start, or at least for me, I've got exposed to him through SNL. Um, He's half of the brains behind uh, Stefan uh, reading the clubs to go to in the city. 
Um, he also has a standout or stand up that's on Netflix, which is actually pretty funny. I wasn't so sure about it, and I was like, yeah, let me check it out. But I laughed, so he's cool. Um, I will check out the show. Um, I don't think Friday or Sunday night is a good night for him for some reason because. I mean, for the past, I don't know, decade, Fox has been doing animated shows on Sunday night. Yeah. But Brooklyn yeah. Nine-Nine has also moved to Sunday night, too. So Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not too happy about that either, because, I don't know, Sunday night lately, even though I haven't been as dedicated anymore, it's just like, eh, Sunday night, it's once upon a time, so... I'd, don't move shows like that. I feel like that's one of the worst things that you can do. Yeah. You, yeah, you move a show, you're just... You're setting it up for failure. It's I don't like it. So, but like Brooklyn Nine Nine is a hit, right? It is a hit. I, I loved it, and I'm so glad it's back for a, a second season. Because um, I mean, it's it. These are Brooklyn Nine Nine is one of those shows I would go buy the DVD and watch repeatedly over and over again. Yeah, I I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> also on Sunday on uh, CBS is Madam Secretary, uh, Taya Leone as the Madam Secretary. Um, I'm not too sure about the show. It's a drama on CBS. It's based on around the White House. I don't think I will be watching it because, I mean, I don't really watch CBS like that. Will it survive? Um, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on that one. Well, I feel like nothing gets canceled on CBS. Like, <laughs> I really do. Like, they, the people who watch CBS, that network, I'm telling you, they are loyal to that network. They are, and I feel like what they're really trying to do lately, and there's actually two shows on here, at least two shows, that they're trying to skew for the younger audience because at least one of the shows has my attention. And that's actually what I'm jumping to now. Um, on Monday night, they have a new show called Scorpion, which... For a long time, I had no idea what this was about, but this is another show that's based on a true story, apparently, uh, about this uh, kid genius, or now he's like a young adult genius, who gathers a team of other geniuses, and they all pretty much help save the world uh, with one crisis at a time, um, using all different sorts of technologies and internets and whatnots. So it it looks interesting based on the premise and the little trailer that they showed, uh, so I'll give this one a shot. However, it does con conflict with Sleepy Hollow, which was last year's breakout hit. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm a big fan of Sleepy Hollow. So, And my uh, new or newest girl crush, which is uh, Nicole Beharie. So, yeah. We'll see. Nice. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Fox, um, on Monday night, Gotham is starting at 8 o'clock. And this is a prequel to Batman, pretty much. Oh. So this looks actually pretty good. And I think this is probably one of those... You kind of already know it's going to be good kind of shows, or at least you hope it is. Um, yes. But I'll definitely be watching that one as well. Is the following still on? It is. I mean, I know they got renewed, but I think since it's a mid-season show, they haven't decided where they're going to be. Okay. So I have no news on uh, what night that's going to be on. Got it. Um, and as we were speaking of uh, shows changing nights, uh, the Blacklist is going to be on Monday night. I think that's where it started, was on Monday night at 10. And um, it's going to be moving to uh, Thursday night at ah. 9. Going against Scandal, which you guys don't have to worry about because you don't watch it anymore. You're dang. You're darn tootin'. <laughs> <laughs> However, it will be competing against a new show on Thursday night on Fox called Grace Point, 
which is uh, like a uh, mystery. I think the FBI is involved kind of drama where they go to some coastal quiet town and a murder happens. It feels a lot like uh, Twin Peaks, but I guess without so much creepiness. But everybody's a, a suspect. Uh, oh, it's like Clue. How many shows deal with murder? Um, pretty much uh, 95% of them. Um, this is insane. Gosh. What I was looking for on this particular schedule that I have is uh, Wayward Pines, which is really more like uh, Twin Peaks and brought to you by M. Night Shyamalan. But um, I cannot find where that's going to be on the schedule yet. So He's got a TV show? Yes, coming? he does. Oh. And I believe that's also, I think that's on Fox. Well, I hope it's not a flop like most of these movies. <laughs> uh, as do I. Um, I mean, there's tons of other things. or not tons. Um, yeah, we talked about Selfie. That's Tuesday. Manhattan Love Story, which at first I was apprehensive about, but maybe it might work. But I'm thinking it might get canceled, too. Um, it's, it's a sitcom based on, I'll say, voiceover. I would just say look up the trailer. You'll understand what I'm talking about. Um Forever, I want to just give that a judgment as being canceled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> another NCIS because the world demanded another one. Um, and this one's taking place in New Orleans. Oh, my God. Uh, Utopia. This is, again, Tuesday night on Fox. is a reality show about a uh, group of people brought to uh, pretty much, I guess, like an island. And they have to live there for a year without any... Um, means of communication to the outside world and they just have to a build a year? whole new society huh a year yes a year what and we as the audience get to kind of watch them i guess uh 24 7 so it's kind that of like big brother i guess so the show's gonna be on a whole year what channel is this gonna be this on? is gonna be on fox it's gonna be on tuesdays at eight this is so it's like big brother but they're out in the wild yeah they're out in the wild they have to kind of build their own society um, and I guess vote on who is going to be <laughs> king or president or whatever they decide to do. What? Yeah. So, I mean, I, there's a lot, I still don't know about this or even if I'm even going to watch it, probably not because I tend to not really watch TV on Tuesdays for whatever reason. Um, yeah. It's going to be here without communication to your family, anybody that you love. That's nuts. Yeah. That's too much. I might be misinterpreting it. I see all I saw all these trailers on Sunday night, like one after the other, so I could be jumbling. So maybe they might have communication. I don't they, know. I'm sure they probably like give prizes or something where they get to talk to their mom or something like that, I'm sure. But still, not being able to see your family for a year, that's whoa. Right. So yeah, that's that's gonna be at least interesting. So I might not watch it, but I'll probably keep an eye on it. Um uh, the Flash is going to be at the same time. That's something a lot of people are excited about, um, like those DC fans. It's supposed to be a spinoff of Arrow, which my parents recently got really interested in, and they're trying to get me to watch it because I always get them watching shows. I'm like, yeah, no thanks. It doesn't work that way. I get you hooked on shows. So, <laughs> um, the Mysteries of Laura, that's on Wednesdays on NBC. I'm just going to say canceled for that one. Uh, Red Band Society is a medical drama, but is uh, pretty much starring a bunch of um, youth that I guess have some kind of terminal illness. I'm not really too sure on what it's about, but they kind of band together by having these red bands on their wrists. So they're part of this exclusive club that live in this hospital and they're all friends. And I don't know. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Mm. Um, 
just kind of running through them now. Did Thursday and Friday is good. Oh, Constantine, that's the one. Now, this Constantine is actually based on the comic, whereas the movie that came out a few years ago, a lot of people didn't like because they made Constantine an American when originally he was from the UK. Uh, so this one's going to be more based on the comic. It's coming on right after Grimm, so it fits in with all the creepy stuff. Uh, Constantine, his main thing is he can see demons, and he's kind of an exorcist and a demonologist, and he takes care of the creepy crawlies and things that go bump in the night. Yeah. So it looks good. I'm, I'm going to be watching that. And that comes on what network? That's on uh, NBC on Friday night. Okay. I'm not watching shows on Friday night. Yeah. Because well, I used to watch Grimm, and then they moved it to Friday night, and that's when I stopped watching it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were kind of not too sure about that idea, but it, it kind of fit because Hannibal, actually, they kind of paired well together because they put all their creepy... Scary over, shows on Friday night. Right, because they put Dracula there, but Dracula was going to bomb anyway, which I kind of already knew, and they just took forever to say, okay, we canceled it. Cause <laughs> they they just didn't want to admit it. They were in denial. Right. So that's that's gone. It's been gone. Heck, nobody cares that it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, Yemi's is such a long list. I don't really want to read through all of it. Um, Because the Yemi's are actually happening in about two weeks. And it looks like it's going to be on a Monday that they're doing the award show. Okay. Nope, I lied. Um, 16th? I guess that's next week. That's Sunday. Sunday. Okay, that makes more sense. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll just go with the outstanding programs or whatever, like Comedy Series, which is The Big Bang Theory, Louie, Modern Family, Orange is the New Black, Silicon Valley, and Veep. Veep, I love that show. Yes, and I think it, it might have been you guys that they are actually talking about Silicon Valley, which I still have not seen yet. Oh, you should I watch it. However, I haven't, I didn't watch the last two episodes. I missed like the last four, but I did like it. I thought it was very funny. Yeah, me too. I thought it was very funny. So I just need to go back and watch the last two episodes. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, for drama series, we have Breaking Bad, Downton Abbey, Game of Thrones, House of Cards, Mad Men, and True Detective. Wow, how Downton Abbey made it. My God, with mm. all the characters gone, I stopped watching. Uh, I never watched it. I tried actually one episode. I just couldn't get into it. Oh, my God. I love that show. It was great. How does Game of Thrones fare in the Emmys? Does anyone know? It's got 17 nominations, I believe, altogether. What about wins? Oh, wins. Um, Cause I, f- I, feel, I feel like it would go to Breaking Bad. Yeah, since this is their last time, Breaking Bad anyway, for them to be nominated for mm-hmm. anything, um, they would probably, you know, they might end up having a good night. Oh, there's Chief. Um, they might have a good night. Um, yeah, because they might give it to Mad Men maybe next year since it'll be their last season. Right. And I think House of Cards might be around for a while, so they, or at least I hope it might be around for a while. So we'll, we'll see about that. Um, we'll go with uh, lead actors and actresses now. We got Louis C.K., Don Cheadle, Ricky Gervais. Oh, this is for comedy. Um, Matt LeBlanc. William H. Macy and Jim Parsons. Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, like, for uh, episodes. Like episodes. Yeah, he's on the show called Episodes. What? 
<laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty funny. I didn't even. Okay, Matt LeBlanc, Life After Friends. And I think this is like, I think they're on their like third or fourth season, that show episodes. Whoa. Yeah. Where have I been? Uh, but the first like three episodes were actually very slow and I didn't get it. But it's actually really funny. Once you get past those three. <laughs> no, Matt LeBlanc is looking like Tony Danza. Yeah, he does. He really, really does. He does. He does. He does. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, you have to check it out. It's good. Yeah, I don't have Showtime, so like a lot of the Showtime shows, I don't see. Yeah, it's actually pretty funny. Lena Dunham, Edie Falco, Julie Louis Dreyfus, uh, Melissa McCarthy, Amy Poehler, and Taylor Schilling. Ooh. I mean, I don't think that that she totally deserves it. Piper from Orange is New Black. But um, I feel like they probably give it to Julia Louis Dreyfus. I think so too. Yeah, I would. I would give it to her. And just I would give it to her as well. Yeah, and just so people know, because this actually came up on Twitter. Um, again, Ratsy, I think I was asked the question. Um, but this is Orange Is the New Black season one that they're uh, giving you know these nominations for. Oh, okay. So because last year it wasn't it wasn't it didn't make nominations. Cause right, it right, came right. Out right after so. Um, I still wasn't feeling her in season one, so I stand by my statement. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to go to, I, I, well, not definitely. I would give it to Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Louis Is it Louis or Louis? Uh, I think it's Louis. Okay. Could be Louis. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, for a long time. <laughs> I think it's Louis, though, as well. Yeah, like um, if I run into her, I'll ask her how her name is pronounced. Gotcha. Um, but there are like a whole bunch of um, nominations. The list is too long to read all of them. And um, it's just about time to wrap up anyway. Uh, so I, I want to make sure you I give you guys time to shout out to let people know where they can find you. Because I know you both are tweeting all the time and all that fun stuff. So where, where can where can we find you? <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ariel Cherie. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as well, Lucky Stars, L U C K I E S T A R Z. Yeah, and her Instagram is popping now. Yes, my Instagram is popping because you guys used to rag on me about not posting stuff. And I just posted like five things in like 15 minutes. Yeah, you did. And I, I did see a, a picture you posted, and I'm like, Wow. Okay. There's, there's, there's Dee Dee. All right. <laughs> I, I was too afraid to like it because I just felt like my finger might burn off. So. Oh my god. <laughs> you do know what picture I'm talking about, right? Yes, my yes. beach picture. Yesterday. Yes. <laughs> it was. It, it was a hot day. Yes. Yes, it was. it was a hot day, and I made it even hotter, baby. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you clapped. I was about to clap too. I was like, yes, just. So definitely go and check um, my Instagram and Twitter out. And don't forget to check us out on um, Twitter, the show Catnaps and Cognac. Please check us out there. And we're also on iTunes, Spreaker, um, the Podbean uh, website, catnapsandcognac.podbean.com. So please check us out there. Fantastic. Yeah. And I want to thank you uh, both again for being on the show. And um, just for me, you can find me at uh, pretty much you can – at Indoob, I-N-D-O-O-B. Um, 
the Lost Island will probably be taking a break for a little while, but um, stay tuned because hopefully the Indu podcast will be starting up pretty soon. So look out for that. Um, for more on that, just go to indube.com. Remember, if the world didn't suck, we'd all fall off. <laughs> the Lost Isle is recorded at All Noise Radio Lounge at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting in Farmington, Connecticut. It is executive produced by Michael James Dupal and T. Sterling Watson. To hear more of our show, download at thelostisle.podbean.com. Uh, subscribe on iTunes to get every new episode. Please rate us and leave us comments. To contact us, email us at thelostisle at gmail. Com. Follow us on Twitter at The Lost Dial and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the LD crew. You can also give us a call at 860-342-8423. The Lost Dial is part of the Indube Network and is a 3SFX production. Now, enjoy the music. Music